This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, November 11th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. First and foremost, we wish all of you, and especially those who have and continue to walk the military walk so bravely, a happy Veterans Day. You're incredible. You're the real heroes. Yeah, Veterans Day, super special day, right? Uh, obviously, it was uh, originally to celebrate the end of the First World War. The conflict ended on November 11th at 11 a.m. So 11-11 at 11 a.m. Took a while to finalize the paperwork to officially end it, but uh, here we are. So, yeah, thank you to everybody who has served, is serving, will serve. Uh, I, I mention it every year, but, uh, you know, Mark McCrady is a guy who's been on the show. He's one of the few, like, fans we've actually had on the show. We actually have uh, a helmet that he gave us with the uh, Beat Digger Coog on it. That, that's been to Afghanistan, so that's really special for us to be able to have here on the set. And then my parents were in the Air Force. Uh, my sister was in the Air, Na- uh, Air National Guard. I was born on an Air Force base. So I've, it was really fun as a kid to be connected to the military in some way. So thank you to everybody that uh, is involved with that and that uh, continues to fight and, and has fought. And a lot of people have died so that we can just not worry about yeah. real things and talk about BYU football. Right? Well said. And uh, so many of us have not just familial ties, but just friend ties. Totally. There are so many connections into the military. My dad served as a member of the National Guard. My grandfather served in the Korean War and I mean, it, it goes way back, and those, those are the real heroes. So when I say that, I absolutely they, mean it. They fight so we don't have to. Like, I appreciate that. We've, we're fighting other battles, but they're fighting uh, physically. That's hard. Listen, I, I have a ton of respect for that. We all do. Yes. It, it helps us keep things in perspective. We spend a lot of time talking about the conflict of sports and teams it's battling not, each other. Which is not the same. No, it's but not. But we act like it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. – we're here to do this show and to break down that sports conflict. In fact, I had a, a little bit of a conflict of my own with Jared Jacobs. Okay, that wasn't really a conflict. It was more yeah. of a bet uh, against Boise State. And uh, thankfully, I won that one. And we were able to immortalize one of the great plays from Boise State in Lego form, Jerem. Second level, and he could go. The Cougars are going to score on their first possession. Touchdown, Cougars! Very nice. Okay. The old, my only issue with this, uh-huh. no one was within. <laughs> there was nobody around Tyler Alger. It could have been him just yeah. alone running on the blue turf. No, it was great. Thanks to Jared for uh, owning up to that. Yeah. So <laughs> congrats to BYU who uh, won the game and you win the bet. Yes. Awesome. Follow him at Wait, Gold Yellow. Which, by the way, uh, with Veterans Day, later in the program, we're going to air a montage of uh, sound bites from BYU players talking about uh, their appreciation of the military. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to that. How about this Wednesday show lineup, along with what Jerem just mentioned? Zach Wilson continues a fast-forward rise up NFL draft boards. Is he a first-round lock at this point? We're getting there. National champion and former BYU quarterback Blaine Fowler on why Zach Wilson has taken a massive leap forward into the elite level of quarterbacking. Plus one-on-one with the guy who's caught six of Zach Wilson's touchdown passes, Isaac Rex, and why he says he has no swag at all. Don't forget a 2023 football schedule modification. 
Did that schedule get easier? Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. ESPN NFL draft expert Mel Kuyper has BYU quarterback Zach Wilson 13th on his big board. I mean, this is awesome. Saying he's a guy you better get to know now, and he has a stellar arm and can climb the pocket to find his man. Wilson has 30 total touchdowns and three giveaways. It might even be two. I give I give the fumble to him, whether BYU did or not. Yeah. But only three to 30? That's crazy. A 10 to 1 ratio TDs to turnovers? I'll, I'll take it. That's pretty That good. is acceptable. Okay. Some bi-week bliss for BYU football. Appreciated rest for the Cougars after a stretch of seven games in seven weeks, which within the COVID-19 parameters is pretty remarkable. Eighth-ranked BYU hosting North Alabama at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on November 21st. But until then, Coach Itake, what's on the team agenda? You know, we're in a bye this week, and so we're looking for ways to get better. We're going to self-scout a little bit and, and see uh, what we can improve on in, in all three phases. And uh, that's what the coaches are focusing on. We're going to keep our players uh, working hard and, and staying conditioned and be ready to go next week. Yeah, Coach Otake was very excited to point out post-game at Boise State that while they won convincingly, there are several things left to fix. And so, he I mean, he is making the point. Look, we're playing coach, well, not a fan. but there are so many things that we can do better. What's he going to say? We're perfect. I have nothing to coach. Well, not all, <laughs> not all coaches go that quickly to the well after a 51-17 win. But, he I mean, my point is the focus level, it feels yep. like it's next level. Yeah. Zach Wilson and Tyler Algier were named to the College Football Performance Awards November 2020 watch list, which is the longest name for watch list in the history of watch list. For the CFPA National Performer of the Year trophy, there are 80, 38 players, not 83, 38 players on the list. Tyler Algier, by the way, top 12 in rushing TDs and yards. How about that? Well done, Tyler. talking about that. Who doesn't enjoy some BYU football scheduling news these days, especially on BYU Sports Nation? Well, it's headline four, so it's not this year, right? Well, it's 2023, so that's why it's headline four. Enter Fresno State, who announced the completion of its 2023 non-conference schedule yesterday, revealing that BYU will play in Fresno on October 7th, 2023. Originally, the first of a two-game series was to be played on November 8th, 2025, so we get a better idea of a closer look at BYU's finalized 2023 schedule with this news. It's not the scheduling news people were hoping for. <laughs> oh, 2023? What? BYU's not playing Bama this week? Oh, boy. What? Or Texas A&M? No. All rise and shout. None of those teams are playing. It's time for What's <laughs> Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Zach Wilson on the rise again. Jerem, you often say, hey, it's one guy's opinion. Only this time on Zach Wilson. The, yeah, the one dude saying the one It's thing. like 50 guys' opinions led off by Todd McShay of ESPN and Mel Kuyper of ESPN, Dane Brugler, not to mention Gil Brandt, former VP of personnel for the Dallas Cowboys, who just joined that conversation and said Zach Wilson's a first-round talent. All these guys are saying Zach Hendrick Wilson Perkins. is a first-round draft pick talent. Jeremy, what is your reaction to the latest uh, from a growing list of national pundits saying that Zach Wilson is a first-round draft pick? It's pretty awesome, right? When's the last time BYU had someone in this conversation? Was it Steve Young? Well, John Beck was in the conversation. But they weren't they what? weren't there weren't all these mocks about John in the first. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did the internet even exist ten years ago? I can't remember. Zach Wilson right now is probably the hottest quarterback uh prospect for BYU since Steve Young. 
I mean, it's, it's insane, right? And Steve goes number one to the USFL. Luckily, he wasn't drafted by uh, you know certain team. But anyway, he ends up on the Niners, whatever. This is crazy, right? This is awesome. Uh, Zach Wilson goes from uh, he can't grip the ball, and BYU scores three points against San Diego State, to first-round pick uh, potential in 11 months? I mean, what a year it's been for not only Zach Wilson, but BYU football. It's just been an incredible turnaround. For those who say it takes time to build something, I say, no, it doesn't. Costco's go up in like eight months. This is what BYU football has done, right? Well, you got to build. and That's what BYU basketball did last season. Yes, you can go from no NIT to top 15. You can go from seven and six to number eight in the country, right? (laughs) BYU's ranking is higher than its win total last year. This is fun, right? We'll see where Zach goes. Zach's gone, by the way. Zach is gone. He he has he has one foot out the door. You know what I mean? He's gonna he's gonna play this season and hopefully BYU goes to and wins a New Year's six. And Zach Wilson is out of here, baby. And it's awesome because being great is always good. If it means you leave early, it's the cost of business. It's not just draft projections, it's also Heisman trophy projections. Yeah, and it feels totally. like every national analyst has Zach somewhere between Three and six on the Heisman big board, if which that's is fair thing. for a non-power five player. That's just that's just how it is. He's not going to be number one. It's incredible what good health combined with his already in place work ethic and study habits will produce on the field. And we're going to find out from Blaine Fowler, who played quarterback at BYU during the national championship year. Why Zach Wilson has taken this major leap forward. We're going to get in the nitty-gritty. Like, why has he done this this year? And you forgot one part of this whole conversation is a schedule that was conducive to a lot of passing yards as well, right? I think if Zach plays a tougher schedule, he still looks really good. But there have been no power fives. There have been no teams that are in the top 20 to 30 at this juncture. Boy State kind of falls out of that. Hopefully they climb in. That helped as well. I'm not saying it's the primary factor. I'm just saying we need to acknowledge that. Why did so-and-so go into the weight room and put up way more reps on the bench than they did before? Because there was less weight on the, on the bench. They are stronger. They have built up to this. This is, a, this is three years in the making for Zach in this offense, right? And Dax and, and Gunner and Neil and Brady Christian. This is a three-year project. We're seeing the, the uh, capstone, if you will, for Zach Wilson and his offense. Yeah, Zach Wilson has been at the forefront of the BYU conversation since September 19th. Remember, if you rewind to game number one against Navy, it was more about the BYU offensive line and the running game. Right, it wasn't about Zach was just kind of like a secondary storyline in that game, which makes this even more remarkable. It wasn't like he jumped onto the scene in game number one. It was like, oh, Zach Wilson. Right. He started to really... He ran for 300 yards. uh Uh-huh. He started to make himself really known when BYU played... Troy and yeah. Louisiana Tech. And then that hype train, the Heisman hype train, really got rolling. But it's funny that it, it wasn't against Navy. Like, it wasn't this opening scene with Kirk Herbstreit and Reese Davis there. But he's been consistently incredible. And he had a good game against Navy. He just was a secondary story. So, really, we've seen the rise, Jerem, not since September 7th. It's been since September 26th. It's been – this has been going on for what? Six weeks, seven weeks. Yeah, he has gone from in a row nowhere on a a real scheme of being drafted in the first two days to now he's a lock for a first round pick in seven weeks. Another part of this is that BYU has played the last seven weeks. 
Is BYU, BYU's got to be one of the only teams, maybe a handful, that have played the last seven weeks. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy that they've been able to pull that off. Yeah, just playing at all, let alone winning, let alone playing really well. Um, It's all gone nearly perfectly for BYU. I mean, what hasn't gone extremely well right now? Everything's been pretty awesome. Uh, BYU's been pretty healthy. Uh, BYU's won every game. BYU's won every game but one, convincingly. And uh, that's incredible. Everything's great. Everything, it's the Lego movie. Everything, Everything is, awesome. is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. This team that is built up to this moment. You can hear Isaac Wood all the way from the SAB. That's why I put on the Good oversized episode. Lego head in Boise on the show live. So I could really bring that to... Was it oversized? Uh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe it fit perfectly. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It, it, everything is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and through the Lego goggles, BYU football looks as good as advertised. Number eight, eight and zero. Uh, we talked a lot yesterday about does BYU need to add another game? I think I would argue that because of Zach Wilson, Jerem, BYU has enough good mojo that they probably don't need to add a game. Well, four SEC games have been postponed. We say postponed. Are they really going to be played later? Like, hopefully, but. Yeah, at what point are we calling the Army game canceled, by the way? They don't want that Isn't game. It can- it's, they don't want the game. They have every opportunity and then some to add that game back onto the schedule. It was contracted earlier. They don't want it. They would have done it. We said that like a week later. Yeah. Holy cow. All right, we're going to do our part in promoting and spreading the message of Zach Wilson for Heisman today as we begin our daily push of Wilson for Heisman. Strike that pose. It's time for another Wilson for Heisman update. The latest praise comes from Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty, who says the following. Selling point, beyond the stats, Fresh Canada on a fresh team with a high entertainment value, plus the advantage of playing several non-Saturday games that put him in the spotlight. Wilson is third nationally in efficiency, trailing only fields in Alabama's Mac Jones. 22 touchdown passes, tied for the national lead. He's run for eight more scores. Got some improvisational flair. Throwing the ball at different angles, creating some big plays out of thin air. It ain't no. Almost all of Wilson's Heisman hay is in the barn, <laughs> which could cut both ways. His numbers will diminish significantly, but some voters might forget about him as other candidates play games of increasing impact. That's assuming that the other teams actually play the games of increasing impact. That, that's right. They still have to play. But that does BYU feel like, oh, for us to actually have Zach Wilson in the Heisman conversation at the end and perhaps a finalist. Who knows? It, like, if they only pick three, Zach Wilson might not go. But if they pick four, maybe Zach Wilson goes. Depends on uh, Kyle Trask as well, Florida, who in some circles jumped Zach. But he's top five almost everywhere, which is incredible. Does BYU need to add a game for that? A bit, like, add South Florida or East Carolina, like we talked about yesterday, a beat-em-up game to, uh, and revenge game to get him uh, in that conversation? That they, need, they need to campaign for it. I, I, listen, I love the Dominator uh, notepads. I would love a uh, Zach Wilson for Heisman something. I don't envy the committees for the Heisman Trophy or for the college football playoff because you are balancing, all right, Zach Wilson has played eight games. He has done this for his team. These are his averages. Justin Fields has played three games. Trevor Lawrence has played six games. Kyle Trask has played however many games. This is just such a strange way to have to compare the quarterbacks against each other. Really, the only thing you can do is look at average level of competition and then what the quarterbacks are doing on an average game, right? Sure. I feel like those would be the two main things, but 
I don't. This is tough. How, you're going to leave somebody great out if you don't take more than four to that's the it, Heisman how, finalist yeah, situation. That's how it always seems to be, right? Sometimes there's fewer, but yeah. I do not envy their position. But I am. Hey, here if you to need help it. with that, I'm I game. I am here to watch it unfold. I don't have anything else going on. <laughs> From our biased perspective, we think that should be. I wouldn't say I'm biased. I would say I'm completely biased. Yes. That's what I would say. Our question of the day about Zach Wilson, not surprisingly, given our conversation thus far. Zach Wilson is the greatest BYU quarterback since you fill in the blank. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. From at Ryan Frieden on Twitter. Frieden, that's your friend. That's your friend. Ryan Frieden. His stats don't measure up to Max Hall, John Beck, or Ty Detmer. Wait, wait, wait. What? Over in, a career, maybe? Yeah. Over a career? In, in a season, I also agree they do not. They are better. The efficiency. The completion percentage. Well, it's touchdown to interception ratio. It's total touchdowns later. Yeah, so, okay. Continue, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're talking about pure quarterback skill level and arm talent, he might be the best since Young or McMahon. Uh, yeah, arm talent's interesting because... Ty Detmer made all the throws, but he didn't look like the prototypical NFL quarterback. His 14-year NFL career says he was a NFL, good NFL quarterback, I guess, right? Um, but not on the same level as Steve Young and Jim McMahon. It's interesting. I see what he's saying if you look at career numbers, like Zach's overall career. Yeah, the career numbers. This season against – and we got to do this another day. Where does this season rank in BYU history? Like the, the 89 Detmer season, the 80 McMahon, the 83 – Young, the 96 Sark, the 06 Beck. From a purely quarterback seven, eight, nine Hall. Um, yeah. He, he's <laughs> – I have a hard time figuring out the answer to this question. I debated it a lot, and I need to think about it some more. Perhaps by the end of the show I'll have an answer. His efficiency is record-breaking at BYU. Right. And, again – Quite literally. Some of that has to do with the schedule. It helps that you're not playing a talented secondaries in the same way, but you still got to execute. I don't want to take away from Zach what Zach's doing. I just want to acknowledge that the schedule is there. But the BYU quarterbacks in the late 70s and early 80s played the similar schedules too, right? They did have some better teams than what BYU's faced. Like at least one or two like big games, right? BYU's had like one really big game so far. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up is the 2023 slate. Exactly what I'm looking for in a schedule. And the national champion quarterback, dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler will join us. Why is Zach Wilson taking this major leap forward, and is he a first-round lock at this point? Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch BYU football with Kalani Stake following BYU Sports Nation today on BYU TV or on demand on the BYU TV app. Coach Gregor Bell recap the game. Neil Powell is the player guest. Isaac Brack is in the film room. And James Empey is featured in Deep Blue. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now is dual-thread analyst, former BYU quarterback and national champion Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Blaine, let's start with our question of the day. Straight up. We're, we're going there now. Let's go. Zach Wilson is the best BYU quarterback since you fill in the blank. Yeah, if we're talking about single season, I'm going to go back to Max Hall. Um, he just, the way Zach is playing, the way he's winning, to me, you got if you're going to compare everything, you got to compare 
um, like the arm talent that he's playing with, the accuracy, because those are two different things. Yep. Uh, reading defenses and getting it into the right guy, and and the way the offense is performing under that person's direction, and then winning. If you combine all of that, I mean, you, I I go back to Max Hall, because um, I I feel like Max was a um, he didn't have the most velocity of the BYU guys, but unbelievably accurate. He would put the ball in tiny windows. And he was just a flat-out winner. Um, and and Zach reminds me a bit of Max Hall, only with more velocity on the ball. So I, I'm going to go back. I would go back to Max Hall and say this is the best uh, single-season performance since Max Hall and pick the season for Max because he was pretty good for quite, you know, for three years, really. Two elite years. Yeah, he was, he was incredible. And then we were talking about a couple different angles. Uh, so in terms of the first-round projections, which are just – Awesome. There's so many people with first-round grades and big boards and mock drafts for Zach Wilson. I, I said, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, what do you think? That he is BYU's best quarterback prospect since Steve Young? We haven't had first-round mocks for anybody since Steve Young. Granted, there yeah, weren't mocks in, like, 97. I, I, think, I think because um, he's got all the measurables, too. So you look at arm strength. We're talking about that. So he's got the arm strength similar to a John Beck, who had ridiculous arm strength. He's got the accuracy of a Max Hall or a Steve Young. Physically, he's big enough. You know, he they list him at like six three. I think he's six six two ish, which is plenty tall. And especially now, where quarterbacks, you know, you're playing guys like Russell Wilson and and, and these guys that are five eleven, so you can play it. At, but he's got the size. He's very athletic, and they're watching the way he's managing the game. He's a complete package, guys. And I've been saying for the last two years. His skill set was an NFL skill set. His ability to decision-make hadn't gotten to that level yet, and he made a quantum leap from last year to this year, where now his decision-making skills are where they're looking at him going, okay, this guy can play. And so, yeah, I I don't question people saying he's first-round uh, talent. The other thing is we knew he had a great arm, but this is the first time this year that we've seen him 100% healthy with his throwing shoulder. And now we go, okay, yeah, this is – he makes some throws right now that half the NFL starting quarterbacks don't make. So, yeah, I don't, I don't question people projecting him in the first round at all. I think he has the total package. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, here's an interesting point and a conversation that I was having last week. Zach Wilson is putting up these numbers primarily without playing late into the game. He's sat out the fourth quarter a number of games. This is a BYU quarterback tale of time. So you wonder <laughs> what those numbers would be if he are, were playing the entirety of all of these games. More and, onside kicks from the opponents is what is required. <laughs> That's we're, what you need. We're, Take Kalani off and he'll leave people in there longer, right? <laughs> if you do back-to-back onsides, Kalani just gets mad and then he leaves them in another couple series. So... In all seriousness, um, that's, what, that's yeah. What do you, what, what would you normal. think his numbers would be? They'd be they'd be crazy. But remember, if you're comparing other BYU quarterbacks, Jim McMahon had the same same thing. Steve Young had the same thing. Robbie Bosco had the same thing. Um, even Sarkeesian for a, a portion of the season, you, you would have a few games that came down to the wire. But there were a lot of blowout games where those quarterbacks didn't play. Uh, you know, you, I go back to the 1980 Jim McMahon season. They were just killing people that year, right? And so, so that's a, that's a common issue if we're comparing them to BYU quarterbacks. And you know, I, I think Trevor Lawrence has come out of a lot of games at the end of games as yeah. well. And Justin Fields has come out of a lot of games at the end. That's what goes with 
being dominant with who you're playing. So I, so yeah, if, if you left them in all game long, it, they would be crazy numbers, but the guys that we're comparing them to, they also came out at the end of games because they were also on dominant football teams. Okay. They're all tied together, but let's talk about to what we should give credit in certain elements. So prior to this season, think about it. We're saying BYU just lost its top four receiving options in Micah, Simon, Aleva, Hefo, Talon, Shumway, and Matt Bushman. Not in that order per se. All of a sudden, BYU has two dudes that are going to get 1,000 yards in Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne. Gunnar, I think we expected him to be this guy. Dax, not so much. He has become this guy. And then Neil Powell is having a nice season. The offensive line has been stout as well. To what do we credit all of this? Because it's all going well right now. Well, the fact that it's all going well tells you that the, the recruiting classes in the first two years that Kalani recruited, um, they, they knew that they had the right fit for what they wanted to run, but they knew that they had to grow up. Offensive line is a perfect example. Brady Christensen was starting as a true freshman return missionary at probably 255 pounds at left tackle. And now he is a 305, 310-pound man-child that just beats the heck out of people up front, but he's a junior. Right. And now he's in some people's estimation, the top left offensive tackle in college football. So so this team went through growing pains together. All of these guys grew up and now you have a bunch of juniors and seniors that have been together this entire time. They understand the concepts. They execute at a high level. And hey, let's face it. They have talent, especially up front like this. This group up front um, is deep nasty and physical. I would compare him to anybody's offensive line in the country. I put him right up there with Notre Dame's offensive line. That makes a huge difference for everybody. Zach Wilson, the receivers. Hey, and, and Gunnar Romney has talent. I think you're right, Spencer, that, that uh, Dax is a little bit of a surprise, but he's not a surprise after literally one week into camp, his first season, you know, two years ago, the, the coaches were going, whoa, hey, we didn't know. This guy can just flat out play. Oh, I've been on he the Dax Milne train to, forever. Yeah. They, they, in the very first week, they went, oh, man, this guy does things that you don't teach. Like, he understands how to leverage the defensive back. He, he does something that, like, Austin Collie used to do all the time. That's just a natural thing. He'll get off the line of scrimmage, get a lead on a, on a defensive back on a, on a deep route, and then he'll step in front of them and cut them off and then slow down so it throws the defensive back off their timing and then accelerate to the ball. Like he creates separation just with unbelievable instincts. We call it stacking the defensive back. He gets his hip above him, then he steps in front of him, cuts him off, slows down, throws him off their, their gate, and then accelerates to the ball. I, I don't know that you can teach that. <laughs> um, and he, so he does all kinds of things like that, that that Dax does, which allows him to get open and separate even when people play press coverage on him. And this coaching staff, I, first week of camp, his freshman year, the coaches were saying to me, hey, this dude right here, like we, you know, we knew he would be okay, but he's going to be really good. He does some things that are just so natural. So I don't think, I think it's a surprise to everybody else because the walk-on and all that. But I, but I think from about one week into his career with BYU, this coaching staff expected that this is what he would be. And Gunnar Romney, this is what they always expected Gunnar Romney would be when they recruited him out of high school. And the same thing with Isaac Rex. They didn't think Isaac Rex would have to play this fast, but they knew he was going to be a ridiculous talent. 6'6 six, six and 250, runs like a wide receiver. So this team has talent, guys. 
uh, talent that matches up right now. And there's a difference between young talent that they've had two years ago and three years ago and veteran talent that they have now. And that's the difference between losing games you shouldn't lose um, and just dominating people is veteran talent. Blaine, let's zoom out from the Catch Street Boys and Zach Wilson or, or Winsink or whatever we decided. Zuby Brothers. Zuby, yeah. Stretch YMCA. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's zoom out and look at this BYU football team at 8-0, number 8, and the conversation of, hey, maybe BYU needs to add another game to feel really comfortable about being a New Year's 6 lock. If BYU takes care of business, which we all expect they will do against North Alabama and San Diego State on December 12th, is 10-0 enough right now for BYU to feel like they're a lock in the new year six, or do they need to add another game? I, I do think it's enough actually, especially if they do what they've been doing. So, I mean, North Alabama is going to be outmatched. I, we just scouted them up for our show last night for after the review and watched a bunch of film. They just can't match up with BYU up front on either side of the ball. So, so BYU should just run away from them and Zach shouldn't play a lot in that game. Right. Um, and then San Diego State, they're always stout, they're always physical, they have athletes, but but I have a feeling BYU on a roll is going to run away from them just like they have everybody else. They they get their momentum going on offense, and you can't stop them. And so I don't I would not be surprised to see them run off a bunch of points in the second half of that game and and win handily. If they do that, I don't see them really dropping. Um, now the, the problem for them is it's going to be hard to move up because the teams in front of them don't have a lot of challenges. Texas A&M has some, and you know, Texas A&M at five has Mississippi LSU um, and Auburn still to come, but, but everybody else up there really doesn't have many challenges in front of them either. So I don't see a lot of movement, but I also don't see any big, huge games with the teams behind them other than maybe Indiana where they could, you know, so say Indiana beats Ohio state, that, that would launch Indiana in front of BYU outside sure. of that. I don't, I don't see a bunch of, teams with games on the schedule that goes, well, now we're going to jump them over BYU. So I think they're okay as long as they dominate in these two games. And and for me, the only reason to take a game, say, on the 28th, is that there's a long-term benefit to BYU and financial benefit against a team that they are pretty certain they can win against. So let's say Army says, listen, let's play. And not only that, we're going to give you the return trip next year or the year after. So there's a long-term benefit to it. I feel strongly they would dominate Army. That, that game's one you would consider. Or let's say we get a week out and and college football folks are unanimous that, hey, if BYU and Cincinnati play, the winner is pretty much in the college football playoff and the loser stays in the New Year's Six. Well, yeah, let's take that one all day. I don't <laughs> think since – but I don't think Cincinnati wants any of this smoke. I can tell you that right now. So, so there's a couple of games that make sense to me, but outside of those, I don't think the risk – reward ratio is high enough to just take any game just to fill in a game. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Everything from Zach Wilson to BYU status in the New Year's Six and uh, potential names for uh, Zach Wilson boy band within the BYU football team. You'd be thinking about that as well too, Blaine. (laughs) Hey, do you know my new band? I'll tell you my new band, you guys. Surfaces. Have you heard them? (laughs) No. Is that a pandemic name? I trust your music choice, Blaine. The name... If if you watch them, you're going to think they're from SoCal because they just look like a couple of beach dudes, right? <laughs> and then they sing this song called Sunday Best, which just has this reggae pop kind of like okay. SoCal vibe. Which So what, you got to listen to Surfaces 
and and Sunday Best is my favorite song of those. But that's kind of my, those are my new guys because they're chill and they make me feel good about everything. Oh, it's a real band. I thought that was the yeah, name. No, of no, the, it's a real I thought band. That was the name of no, Zach. No, no, no. I'm writing it's, it down. It's I'm about it Zach's journey to John Beck. Exactly. It's the SoCal tie. We're writing it down. We're going to listen yep. to it. We'll talk about yeah. it later. Thanks, Blaine. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. <laughs> Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. Coming surfaces. Up. Surfaces. It's about cleaning your surfaces. Coming up, Isaac Rex on his breakout freshman season. And does fresh matter for Zach Wilson? Hey, one Sports Illustrated writer thinks it uh, might be the biggest difference of all. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. He is Jeremiah Spencer, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Winning is fun, isn't it? Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Ramp presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Sports Illustrated allegedly is still a thing. Pat Forty says Zach Wilson's Heisman campaign will benefit from Wilson being a fresh face for a fresh program in the race. Do you buy into freshness being a factor? Yes, Wilson, think fresh. This absolutely is a huge factor. The fresh start that BYU had as the Lone Rangers of the West is a huge factor in all of this. It launched BYU into a conversation where there were limited teams. Zach Wilson took full advantage of the added spotlight. They're fresh. They're new. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones are all incredible, but Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, they've been in the conversation forever. BYU hasn't had a Heisman candidate legitimately, legitimately since Ty Detmer. Okay? Yeah, there's no but for me. I, I think if Zach is top five, that's the win. That's the win. Him actually winning it isn't the point. The point is to get in, be a finalist or close to that. That's the point. Being in the conversation, that's incredible, right? This is going to be a Power 5 winner from a top three program, typically. Sure. Yeah. I, is he? Does he benefit from being a fresh face? Okay. Fresh face, yeah. Sure. People like a great story. People like Zach's a, been incredible. People like a baby face assassin, too. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. He's the Harold <laughs> Miner of college football. Jerem, is the 2023 BYU football schedule with the addition of Fresno State now closer to what you are looking for in a schedule for BYU football. Yeah, let's walk through the schedule. Tennessee at Virginia at Arkansas, Rice at Fresno State by week, Boise State, UNLV at UCF, hey Southern Utah already on there, at USC. Remember, Utah's playing Florida in 22 and 23. That's why Utah's not on there. Okay, so I would like three power fives. There, there are four, four, and I would like them spread out. Three of the first four are power five. So that part doesn't check the box for me. Although these are not world beaters. Tennessee is a tough game. Virginia and Arkansas, those are winnable games, right? USC, that's a tough game on the road for sure. Uh, I used to say three to four quality group fives. I'm saying three, just straight up. Three, three, six. So three P5 spread out, three quality group fives. So at Boise State, uh, I I think you need one more. Uh, Sorry, UCF there. As well. Fresno State, I include kind of in that conversation. So there's, been three. A so there's three. Check. That's good. UCF, by the way, second toughest game on that schedule. Six winnable games uh, is what I want as well. Rice, UNLV, SUU. So two more needed because there are four power fives taking one of those spots. So it's it's closer to that direction. I would not like BYU to add any power fives to this schedule. It's good in that regard. You're, uh, it's almost too much by one. Quality group of fives. You got uh, you got three, and then uh, 
three winnable games there, make it two more, and then you got a chance. Because my chance, my my thing isn't making New Year's Six. It never has been. It took a pandemic for BYU to get a New Year's Six, potentially. It took BYU pulling up the schedule. Um, but if BYU is able to win 10 games and be ranked, that's the goal to me. For me, it's all about balance. I'm not so focused on where or how many BYU uh, Power 5 games there are. It's more of how they're spread out. And so I actually like the balance of the 2021 schedule a little bit better than what we're seeing in 2023. 7P5s without Zach Wilson and probably Brady Christian. But the majority at home. I'll take where seven, I'll where take seven and five right now. Baby. Where they're played and when they're played matter. Yeah, I, I like this, the balance of next year's schedule more than 2023. Coming up, a Veterans Day Rising Channel. And Isaac Rex. Six touchdown catches for the BYU freshman tight end. He's got a newfound belief in the BYU Sports Nation karma. And what's the number one thing you learned from All-American Matt Bushman? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Catch the latest Coordinator's Corner after further review. BYU Football Client with Clients Taki, BYUSN, and more anytime for free on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. I recently had a chance to go one-on-one with BYU freshman tight end Isaac Rex and talk about his six touchdown catches, among other things, on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Here is that conversation. Isaac, I would just like to point out that since you last joined me in this Zoom scenario and we gave you the BYU Sports Nation karma, you have rolled to six touchdown catches this season. Are you a believer of the BYU Sports Nation karma? I've never heard of the BYU Sports Nation karma. Is that so everyone that goes on the show does well after? Is that is that yeah. the thing or is it the opposite? It's like the Madden curse. No, no, this is very much not a curse. This is a thing, Isaac. I don't oh. think I don't think it's a coincidence that you're having a fantastic season. <laughs> nice. Hey, awesome. Well, it's definitely working. Not only that, but uh, I feel like your dancing is progressing. Your celebrations in the end zone. Where do you stand on that? I haven't really done any dances in the end zone, but after the game, they caught me dancing uh, with Neil in, a, in that video. <laughs> and uh, I felt like it was better. It was more, it was more, I was just like grooving. I wasn't really doing a specific dance. I was kind of just dancing to an old song that my dad used to listen to. And I uh, felt, you know, I felt pretty good after about that performance. So I was happy about that. Understandably. Isaac Rex grooving with us on BYU Sports Nation. You and the Cougars, 8-0. You're ranked number eight in the country. Of course, you just beat Boise State for the first time ever on the blue and did so in a massively convincing fashion. Why do you feel like BYU was so ready for that moment with all of the hype leading up to that game? I feel like just all the games we played before. I mean, we've we've had uh, seven games before that game, and we've been practicing since since June. Um, we've, we've been preparing for that game for a long time and uh, for every game, honestly, we're just really in sync with the offense, the defense, the special teams. We're all just working together and we know we're making, um, a lot of headway because we've been practicing so much. So I feel like that really helped us, uh, prepare for last week. What's the ceiling for this team, Isaac? Because top 10 undefeated in the New Year's Six conversation and the college football playoff conversation, that it feels pretty good. So wh- where can this team go? Well, I honestly feel like we could go to the national championship and compete there. 
I mean, that would be, that's the highly, the highest ceiling in college football. And so I feel like we can, we can get to the top where we're a really good team and um, we've been playing a lot. So I feel like we can make it to the very top and that would be the college football playoffs. So strangely, BYU only has a couple of games over the next five weeks. That's just how the COVID schedule worked out. You just played seven weeks in a row, pretty wild. Where do you stand on the need or not need to add another game to keep you guys fresh and ready for the run through December? Um, I would, I mean, honestly, we'll, we'll play against any team and, but it's not really up to us players whether to make that decision. Um, it's honestly to other schools. They have to, uh, want to schedule us. Um, we have to, uh, the coaches and the administration and to our athletic director. It's kind of, it's kind of a different situation, but we've scheduled games, uh, pretty early on before. So I don't feel like it would be too difficult, but if we played a game, we'd be super, super excited and we'd get ready. But if we didn't, it would be. You know, that's just the way it is. So um, we'll we'll figure it out as time goes. But, um, yeah, if, if we play, we play. If we don't, we don't. Uh, it's not really up to our decision. BYU freshman tight end Isaac Rex with us on BYU Sports Nation. You brought up your dad a moment ago listening to music that he listened to and still listens to. How does he feel about the fact that you have almost as many touchdowns this season, six, as he did in his entire career, seven? Oh, <laughs> uh, he's so jealous. He's so mad. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, he's, he's, uh, he's happy for me. He really is. And he obviously wants me to be better than him. So he's really happy for me, but he still has me on catches. He still has me on yards. So I have a lot of room to make up. I still got a lot of ways to go to catch my dad, but you know, what? if, uh, he just, he wants me to be the best I can possibly be. So Uh, I love my dad, and he'll keep uh, pushing me and helping me along the way. Another father figure type of sorts for you within the BYU football program has been Matt Bushman. In fact, you said the day you found out his season was over was one of the saddest days of your life. Yet he's taken on a coaching role and a mentor role. What's the best thing that you've learned from Matt Bushman in your time at BYU? Oh, Matt's the most humble man um, ever, honestly. I've never met a more humble player. He, he can have all the bragging rights he wants. He can talk all the smack he wants, but he's honestly the coolest, most humble man. Uh, such a good, um, father figure for me. And he just, he's taught me a lot on not only how to play, but how to play the right way. And, um, Matt, he was at the Boise state game and he was able to, um, talk to me during the game and help me out on different plays. But also like after the game, he's just, such a good guy and Tommy had to be such a nice, uh, nice player on the field and off. And so I love Matt and uh, he's going to do great things in the future. What does the future of the BYU tight end room hold? Because you've obviously emerged this year as a freshman, Carter Waits making an impact. Hank Tui Pelotu's getting healthy. He's had a catch this year. And then Dallin Holker is going to come back and join you guys. So what do the BYU tight ends hold in store for the future? I feel like our future is super bright. Honestly, I, we have so much young talent in the room. We're all freshmen. Even Hank's a freshman. Um, I think we'll, we'll all be sophomores next year. And so it's, it's honestly such a, such a blessing for BYU to have such young tight ends. Uh, sometimes it's a curse, but 
also like we're getting better every week. We're really improving. And so we're going to be really good for a long time. And we have a lot of good uh, recruits that are coming up too. So honestly, BYU is, there's going to be a tight end factory for a long time. I feel like, so uh, we're just trying to, you know, solidify that and keep this, keep this thing going. BYU obviously hoping that they are a quarterback factory of sorts moving forward too. Zach Wilson getting all types of hype uh, is yes. projected first round NFL draft pick by many experts now, but waiting in the wings are Baylor Romney and Jaron Hall, and Jacob Conover. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move the conversation to those other guys, let's talk about what it's like to play with Zach Wilson right now. How would you explain that? Uh, man, he is on fire. Zach is just killing it on every cylinder. He's getting everyone the ball. Um, his completion percentage is off the roof and he's a winner, man. We're, we're eight and oh, and, uh, he, he's enjoying every second of it. So Zach, he could throw the ball anywhere he wants and he could run too. So he's the perfect package as a quarterback. And we all believe Zach's the best quarterback in the nation by far. And so, um, Zach will, he'll continue to keep this thing going and, um, help us win and it's just so fun playing with him and, and being able to contribute to his uh, amazing season all right uh, let's finish with this I don't know if you have a TikTok account but I think you should get one Isaac okay I'll, I'll be your first follower if you don't <laughs> okay my TikTok is very low-key and I don't really want a lot of people following me because I don't <laughs> want the pressure of trying to, trying to like please my fans on there and make new ones every day and come up. It's stressful. TikTok is stressful. So I'm more of an Instagram guy. I don't have a Twitter, but, um, <laughs> I do have a TikTok. and if you can find it, then I'll give you credit. But <laughs> if you can't, don't worry about it because it's, you don't need to follow me. I'm not that funny on TikTok. All right. It's going to take some investigative work for sure. Isaac, always yes. great to talk to you. Let's uh, give you another measure of the BYU Sports Nation karma and you wait and see what happens, my friend. Awesome. I can't wait. Thanks, Isaac. Cool. All right. You got it. Isaac Rex on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. The six touchdowns are second among all freshmen, second, tied second among all tight ends, Kyle Pitts, Florida's legit. He's one. Tied sixth in a season in BYU history. His catch-TD ratio is 3.5. I mean, this is fantastic. Well done, Isaac. Yeah, and he's replaced Matt Bushman in an effective way. Okay, coming up, more of your response about Zach Wilson being the best quarterback since. Plus, another rising shout-out to our veterans with the help of some high-level BYU athletes. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's rising shout-out is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, fill in the blank. Zach Wilson is the greatest BYU quarterback since. At Mad Max Boys on Twitter says Max Hall. But Max Hall beat Utah and Wilson has not. He had one t- He had yeah, two attempts. Yeah, Almost got him the first time as a freshman. Let's not talk about it. I know. In response, our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from E. Brent Nelson on Instagram. Still waiting for him to high-five a ref. That's the tipping point of greatness for me. <laughs> well, Isaac Rex, our previous guest in the D block, uh, did. Riley Nelson game. had one, obviously, at TCU. Yeah, yeah. All right. Today's rise and shout-out combined effort presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. To the veterans, hear what BYU football has to say to you. To the veterans on Veterans Day, I would just say 
just thank you so much for your service. The things that you do are, are one of a kind, and um, I think about the sacrifices that you make, and it's one that affects every single one of us. I want to say thank you for your guys' service. I'm just so grateful for you guys protecting our country and protecting our freedom. And I wouldn't miss an opportunity to, to ha- make a shout-out to the veterans. Uh, my Uncle Glenn, good work out there, dude. You're a beast. Uh, and, and I just I thank all the veterans out there for for protecting us and allowing us to play this game. I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, both my brothers, Justin and Clayton Batty, who both serve, serve in the Army National Guard, and to the rest of the veterans for the time spent in the service of this country. I just want to say thank you to all, all of you who have served or are currently serving, um, because without you, we wouldn't be able to experience the freedoms that we have in this country, and we wouldn't be able to live the, the amazing lives that we do. Without our veterans and the service that they put into us, we would not have, into our country, we would not have the freedom we have. And yeah, I respect them. They are the most brave people in the world. Thank you guys for everything that you've done for us in this country. Your service doesn't go unnoticed. I just want to thank all the, all the veterans out there, especially uh, my grandpa, Doug Empey, uh, for serving our country and, and standing up for, for our rights and for our freedom. Thank you. Just shout out to all those veterans and all those who have served you know, this country and, and given us the freedoms that we have today. You know, we appreciate you guys and your service. Thank you so much for all your service and all you do. Uh, we we love this nation and we play for you. So thank you. Another thank you to all of the veterans from everyone on the BYU Sports Nation crew and everyone here at BYU Broadcasting. Yeah, it was really awesome in uh, 2014 when BYU played Houston on 9/11 and the patriotic uh, you know helmet that BYU had. There were instances where red was okay on the helmet, red, the red, white, and blue, and the signage and the, in the, the stands. The card stunt that happened. That was really really cool. Yeah, never forget. Awesome. All right, our thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Isaac Rex. Sergeant Dennis Pitt, I ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYU. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Walter Kahayali'i. BYU football with Kalani Satake up next on BYU TV in about two minutes. Go Cougs. <laughs>